Prototype. I'm Ian. And I'm Dan. And uh, special guest is uh, CJ. CJ, I think we've talked about him on the cast. Did we? I don't remember. I, I think I'm the guy that has the uh, trap deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Steve or, and or Corey mentioned a ginger somewhere along the line. So. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's, See, that's about it. See, now you're going to offend people like I do all the time in the comments section. Ginger is not an offensive statement. It's perfectly legit non-offensive. Uh, did you see the comments where I offended a casual player? Or no, I haven't, read, I haven't been reading that. What I said is that like, casual people make up rules. Oh, really? <laughs> casual people tend to make up rules. Like, you know, the gentleman's rule where you draw seven off a mulligan. Well, I was talking about is we were talking about sideboarding and sure. the new uh, wishes rule that also applies to uh, the new Eldrazi. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Him. Yeah. And we were talking yeah. about how, in, yep. like, casual and stuff, yep. uh, you could just grab it from your binder, like, flip through your binder, you your phone yep. sideboard. And so nope. some, someone thought I was just making, saying that casual people nope. can't, uh, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't make, don't know the rules, but the guy who was offended has helped us with the pyromancer ruling, too. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry. And then I explained what I meant by, like, gentleman's rule. And, uh, I didn't know if you knew this, but the multiplayer rule, that if uh, a person, wizard formally, formal rule for multiplayer, is if a player dies in the, in the process of casting a spell, their spell fizzles. Okay. In multiplayer. Right. Mm. Well, the game doesn't end when the person dies. Like, if I'm, so the, a lot of playgroups have uh, got that, okay, do it, get it over with. All right. Um. <laughs> Aren't you a little young to be drinking? Open up a can of whoop <laughs> Anyways, uh... Well, actually, it's most guys' tea sponsored you by Lipton, sponsored by Coke. We're not sponsored by anybody. If you want to sponsor us... Brought to you... Email us at... It's actually MCG, Brisk Ice Tea. Brought to you by Lipton, which is brought to you by Coca-Cola Company. Anyways, back to what I was yes. saying. Um, a lot of people have adapted the rule, playgroups have adapted the rule that if a player is in the process of casting a spell, they die, but they're still, their spell still resolves, so it stays on the stack. Right. For instance, like, if I cast a fireball at you for, like, 500, all right, and you and I'm only at three life and you lightning bolt me in response, the game wizard says the game, the fireball fizzles. It should. No, not in, like, a flavorful way. Right. If I'm catching okay. a fireball at you, I am hurling that okay. thing at you. In a, in a LARP, you lightning from a, in response, it's still coming your from way. From a LARPer's standpoint, if you go up to cast a fireball, yeah. and then you lightning bolt me, I die in the fireball. Well, it's almost shoot. like when the, well, you're like, casting it, it's not like you're still, you're like... Well, no, you're holding on to it. That's when it's on the what? stack. It's that potential energy. Did you ever see, did you ever see the first pitch thrown out by the president every year at baseball? He just kind of, like, lobs it and hits the, the dirt, you know what I mean, halfway yeah. to the mound. You know, it's kind of like that, you know what I mean? He gets bolted halfway through, the fireball just kind of hits the ground. It's just... <laughs> but, I mean, if you're casting something, I don't know, something different, like plunge into the darkness, sacking all your dudes, which then kills everybody. <laughs> With last laugh on the field, we're not going to go into that. Except Barack um, Obama, though, he makes it all the way past home plate. Just that's because a, there's a whole story behind that, but we're not going to get into that. This is not politics. You Probably. <laughs> um, all right, anyway. so let's talk about the spawn deck, which I personally played a lot on workstation. It was pwn. <laughs> Until good. you start changing it, and then it was like on pwn. Well, I was just trying to see if there's better ways. The the way we basically build it, a lot of people put in the comments to try like Sarkin and Grook out. Which like the second time I played the deck, I already had put Sarkin and Grook in. 
And I had put uh, lightning bolts instead of might of the masses, I think. Which, the deck didn't work as well. It kind of took away from it. Uh, Sarkin was uneventful in Grook. I just really felt like I wanted like a, an overrun instead. Like, if he was an overrun, I would have just won the game instead well, yeah. of sitting there. You know, dying. But uh, I didn't keep any, like, formal statistics on how it did, but I started changing stuff, and it didn't work as well. <laughs> so it's, it was pretty good, though. It was fun. Um, anything to add to it? Oh, uh, no. Dragon appeasement? Huh? Well, besides the fact that you would just about do anything to run John, I'm so done with John right now. For now. That's, until, re- that's he, until Friday when he goes with FNM. <laughs> he retroverted back to red, white, blue until Friday. Yep. All right, so let's get to the main topic. Speaking of retrovert, doesn't that mean old, CJ? Oh, uh, segue. Yeah. <laughs> CJ. I'm the old man, and I'm, I'm here to introduce the uh, the new prototype deck. Um, I am running a uh, summoning trap deck, and I believe that we're tentatively calling it uh, Iona's... Uh, Iona, the Aeon's Gyre. I, I, okay, whatever uh, he <laughs> said. Um, basically, the idea of the, of the deck here is to basically ramp up and throw out a summoning trap and drop something that the other player uh, is basically going to scoop on you. Um so we're, we're going to start out with the land base and just give you what our land base is going to be. Um, He's louder than me. <laughs> the, the, um, <laughs> and he gets louder. Yeah. Uh, three seaside citadels. Uh, four misty rainforest. Uh, two sun petal grove. Three island. One plains. Three glo- uh, glacial fortresses. Mm-hmm. And uh, eight forest. Sounds like a fish. Now, the spells that we're running in the deck, and land. we are running... What's that? 24 land. Yeah, it's 24 land total. Uh, we're running bank colors with this deck. Um, the uh, blue spells that we're uh, casting out with this is Sea Beyond. Uh, it's draw two cards and shuffle a card back uh, into your from your hand to your library. Um, the reason... Yeah. The reason this card is uh, really good for this deck is because we're playing with a lot of big creatures that we have no intention of ever casting out onto the field. Um, so they're dead cards in our hand. Except so what maybe Iona. Except maybe Iona and sometimes Ulamog if we can stall into a later game. Um, but what we'll do is we'll we'll go ahead and use that CBR and get two good cards out, hopefully, without drawing like two <laughs> bombs and really get hosed. Um, and then go ahead and shuffle that dead card back into your library. Um and we're only running three of the sea beyonds. We're running four uh, trap uh, maker snare. Uh, trap maker snare is obvious. Uh, we're running a summoning trap deck, so we're using the snare to go ahead and and fish out and get more chances of actually getting the summoning trap out. Now the green uh, cards that we're running in the deck is of course summoning trap. We're running a four of of the summoning trap. Um, if you don't know what the summoning trap does, uh, you won't get the deck at all. <laughs> uh, basically, it lets you. Uh, it's an instant trap. Uh, if a creature was counting you can play it for zero, but otherwise it costs four and two green. Um, you look at the top seven cards of your uh, library. You may put any creature uh, directly onto the battlefield and shuffle the or uh, put the rest of the cards on the bottom of the library. Um, then we're running Haro for a little bit of ramp and uh, Overgrown Battlement from the news. From the new set, uh, Overgrown Battlement is uh, a 0-4 wall. It costs one and a green to cast. It's a uh, defender. Um, it's uh, I know I'm 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 an older player who just recently came back to Magic, so I'm still calling them walls and not yeah. defenders. Well, it is a wall. <laughs> it is a wall. It's a side. Okay, so uh, what did you say? A quick aside. You sound formal enough. It's almost like we're co-hosting with Brian David Marshall. 
right, thanks. <laughs> except, except he's talking a lot faster, and yeah. Yeah, if I'm talking too fast, just like uh, send Dan well, comments and bitch at him. Loud enough. <laughs> no, no, you're loud enough. Believe me. Um, um, so the, over, Ryan, the overgrown battlements is uh, we're running a four of him. You tap him to add a green mana for every wall that you control on the field. Um, then I'm also running Realms Uncharted. Uh, the reason Realms Uncharted is a great uh, card for this is it's uh, two colorless and a green. It's a rare uh, instant from the uh, Rise of the Eldrazi. You search four lands of a different name out of your deck. Um, your opponent chooses two of them to put into the graveyard. You put the other two lands into your hand. Uh, the reason we have Realms Uncharted in the deck is because we're trying to thin four cards out of our library which makes our summoning trap a little bit more potent. Um, summon, uh, and then Haro has it's that same seven effect. lands just sucks. Because you're like, right. summoning trap, land, land, wall, yeah. land, land, land. <laughs> Sigh. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you're playing the wall, but you know. Yeah, so um, we're playing we're playing the wall, you know what I mean, if we end up in that in that chance. But that's why the, the Realms Uncharted is there, so that way we can kind of get all the land out of the way, so that way we're really hitting the things that we re- need to hit. And that's a new ad, right? Your original yeah, I, we, the original build, we were, we were playing around, like the two spots that we were playing around with this deck are the Harrow and, and Realms Uncharted, and, and I'll talk about that after I finish the list. Yeah. Um, next card is the Birds, Birds of Paradise. Uh, we're using Birds of Paradise uh, over like Land of War Elves or Noble Hierarchs and stuff, because it's an 0-1 flyer, and it can possibly be a chump blocker at some point in the game for us to kind of give us that extra turn in order to get to our summoning trap. Stay back, Ben Slayer. Stay back. And then the only uh, the only other, uh, the white card that we're playing, and it's a very small splash of white, we're running Wall of Omens because it's that good. Um, it's a one colorless and one white. True. For an 0-4 wall, uh, Defender. <laughs> that when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card. Uh, the reason we like this card is because it's feeding the overgrown battlement, and it's also can tripping. So it's giving you an extra card and letting you get closer to a trap and thinning your deck by a little bit more. Now the whole point of the whole deck is to get to these eight creatures here. Uh, we're running two Iona Shield of Amiria, uh, which is six colorless, uh, three white, uh, flying seven seven angel. Uh, when it comes into the uh, battlefield, um, is it or as? Uh, when it when it enters into the battlefield, you choose a color. Uh, the opponent cannot cast spells of that chosen color. Um, Ulamog, the infinite gray, um, or Geyer, uh, is a uh, one of the Eldrazi creatures from Rise of the Eldrazi. He's a 10-10. Whenever you hard cast him, uh, you can destroy a target at permanent. Uh, he has Annihilator 4, so whenever he's declared as a uh, an attacker, your opponent has to sacrifice four, four permanents. Um, he's also also, he's also indestructible, which is why we're running him over top of uh, Ke- uh, Kozilek the Butcher, um, because Kozilek is vulnerable to a lot of things. Uh, he's a little bit bigger. Uh, he's a 12-12, but he doesn't have any kind of protection versus anything. Isn't so his Annihilator smaller? No, his Annihilator is actually the same. It's, oh, okay. it's Annihilator 4, but we went sure. with the indestructible, so that way it's yeah. a little bit more difficult to deal with well, him if he ends up on the table. Beats out John. And then the card we really want to hit, the, one, the, the number one star of the show, is the uh, Emerald of the Aeon's Torn. Uh, the reason we want to hit him is because uh, it's a scoop if you uh, put him on the table at turn four or five um, or because three. or three uh, which the deck can do at times. Uh, he's a 15-15 flying. Um, if you do happen to hard cast him you get to take an extra turn but we'll never hard cast him. Um, things went horrible for short. both of us for my opponent and me if I have to hard cast an Emrakul to win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, he has protection from colored spells 
and Annihilator 6. So you swing once with him that early in the game, usually it's blowing up your opponent's entire field and they're taking 15 points to the face and it's pretty much a done deal at that point. Um, now to go back, and that's the whole deck list and it's a 60 card deck, uh, going back to the Haru and Realms Uncharted. Um, the reason uh, we've been playing around with these two card spots is we've been playing with like Rampant Growth, uh, Explore, um, they, Spreading Seas, Rampant Spasms. We've been playing with all these different things because everything else in the deck seems to be um, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, we've been playing with all these different cards to kind of just uh, see how the ramp feels and everything like that. But these two seem to be what works the, the most for the deck. So, what do you right. guys think? I'm right, sure right. I have almost the same exact deck built. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, me and Ian, me and Ian have actually been working quite a lot on this deck. Um, we uh, for about the last three weeks now, um, almost a full month actually. Uh, we've been playing this deck out on uh, Workstation as soon as the uh, the cards were available on Workstation and started to play around and get the uh, actual build for it. it it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've never played a deck in Magic where you don't even do anything to your opponent, but just put a creature on the field and they just pick up all their cards and leave <laughs> it's kind of funny and, it, and yeah. it's really enjoyable let me see it for a second sure thing just the uh, regular cards now let's see uh, I had questioned the Sebeons and and let's see, what else was I talking about I oh, know I think that was about it I had, I had suggested maybe Jace um, the Mind Sculptor, but you had told me that he just doesn't dig deep enough. Yeah, well, it's not so it's much too he, slow. It's too slow. Uh, usually by the time that you're putting Jace out on the field, you really want to be hitting your summoning trap. And you want to be trapping. I've actually, since I said that, I've playtested with Sebeons. They're so good. They're so good. Like, I thought Treasure Hunt was good. And, and no, this is really good because you like, oh, I drew two lands. Well, I only need one. Just shuffle the land back in. It's pretty good. Um... Also, let's see. Yeah. I feel like Realms Uncharted is really good. I like it. Yeah, I think I th I think I suggested that to you. And you're like, it doesn't run. my mono green. And I'm like, no, I don't have four different lands in my mono green. <laughs> I maybe have three. <laughs> well, you only have to get zero. You can search your library for... For up number. to four different lands. Yeah. So I was like, okay... And then I, they choose two of them, so you're getting one. one, one right. <laughs> you're basically so it's like, making a cool. rampant growth. <laughs> Orin Reeve, Verdant Catacombs, and Forest is what I ran in my mono green. And you keep Forest. And it's like, sweet, I didn't want to fetch Sweet, forest. I got a Forest. And it's in my hand, and I already played a land this turn. Damn. All right, so that's the deck that, because listeners or whatever you people are. You people. <laughs> Is Our, it a racist uh, slur? No. Bud? I'm just talking about the people that listen to magic podcasts. Racist. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So do I. I listen. I work. Every hour I'm at work, I'm listening to a podcast. See, and I'm a driver for work, right? yeah. so I drive hours a day, and that's all I do is listen yeah. to podcasts. And I'm not a driver, nor do I work, so it's all good. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't listen to podcasts either. Just putting that out there. I really don't. Shut up. I don't. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, let's see. Like, so that's summoning trap. We, people had posted a while ago, you know, a list of cards for us to do decks about. I'm like, well, we should hit CJ up for his summoning trap deck since that was on the list. 
if you guys want to see more cards, you know, decks built around cards, please email us at mtgtheprototype at gmail.com. <laughs> or leave uh, comments on the show notes at mtgcast. mtgcast.com. Anyways. Um, Keyword, the prototype. <laughs> yes. Anyways, we're up to, this will be episode seven. Uh, let's see, we're going to... We're going to take a break eventually. I'll have some little sound effects, but I, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to actually send me the money they owe me for my Bane Slayers that I sold on eBay. And I sold them last Monday. And I, I could hunt him down and kill him. I, he's in Mexico. It's a long drive. I could hunt him down and kill him. <laughs> and then take the money. It's a short flight. Anyways, um, so as soon as that happens, I'm going to get my computer fixed, and then we'll be editing this stuff. Yeah, you'll be in debt to me for like $5,000 because I actually have to go to Mexico. <laughs> Anyways, hold on. Now we got that out of the way. CJ went out to smoke because he's uh, trying to kill himself one day at a time. He's trying to quit, I guess. Whatever. We're back on the podcast. Are we? Yep. No. I'm not waiting for him. Guess I can no longer make sexist slurs. Yep. Done. Anyways, we're just getting this all set up, uh, the workstation, so that he can get his shit together. So he can go pwn some deck. I suppose tier one would be T I R. Just go T two, T one decks. No. T two. No, backwards. Type. Go standard. Two. With rise. T two, with R O E. All right. Actually no, just go T two because R O E you no longer have to specify. Right. It's actually out. Yep. 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 I'm grabbing my mouse today. <laughs> Oh, you want to use your mouse? No, no, I didn't know. I didn't know you had a mouse. Yeah, I said I was gonna get it. How do you wanna? How do you wanna set up your game? Uh, do you want, how do you wanna do it? You wanna do standard with? Uh... Standard with yeah. Just do, just put type two. Okay, we'll just do standard so you can get some janky decks and get some good wins. Good night. So right? the audience actually thinks we're having a good deck. Right, right. Something like that. Um, <laughs> I love reading these uh, these um. Uh, people's comments on the testing. No noobs! Because <laughs> if you've ever been on workstation... Phases or I quit! You, uh... <laughs> you see Is there one like that? Yeah, something like that. No, you see people who put the oddest things, like, um, type 2 testing, no noobs, and nope. other ones like, no. uh... <laughs> type 2 no, testing, no, no. code free. All other people, like, there's some people on here that put the weirdest comments, like, phases or I quit... Which phases is, where I quit. And then right. they don't even do phases, and you're like, you know what? I don't do regular phases in magic. I don't tell my opponent attack phase unless I'm attacking. Put that back here. Yeah, we'll put this back here. Um, the computer. All right, okay. and CJ is here. Back now. We've been talking while you were gone. Do you want to use your favorite. mouse or my mouse? No, I used your mouse. I'm not mouse particular. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Interesting mouse. Anyways, uh... So, I was going to say move the, the oh, mic yeah, yeah, yeah. itself back a little bit. In the middle? Yes. Yeah, Alright, we'll put it back here. Alright, hopefully you can still hear us. I'm sure you can still hear me. I'm loud and obnoxious. Well, you would be loud and obnoxious. Alright, so uh, here I'm going to play uh, one game with my uh, summoning trap deck on the uh, popular Magic Workstation because we're poor bastards and we can't afford Magic Online. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, right? Who's going to pay for... Uh... I wouldn't mind, you know, like, 
who is it? Top Eight Magic has that list where they have like all the cards. Right. And they can just like put any cards they want. They're like, let's just do this card. No, get rid of that. This, this card. Like, shit. If I could do that on Moto, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd play Moto then if I could do that. If I had every card in existence and I could put it in, even just standard stuff, I don't care. Just standard. But they do card. have everything they need. But you have to pay. They don't. Yeah, I know. They have that key code or whatever yeah, for man. being employees. Or, yeah, writers. So I'm just waiting forever for someone to come join this game. Well, I may they give know up. what's coming, man. They're afraid. <laughs> I may just give up and go join someone else. Let's see. He says it's type 2 serious. <laughs> yeah, okay. I believe we're serious, maybe. Kind of. No, not really. Eh, whatever. Oh, well. Anyways, and we're off. And we're off. And uh, he rolled a 15 on his dice roll, and I rolled an 18, so uh, I play. Oh, he actually he actually bought the program. Yeah, he has the he has the colored background and avatar and everything else, man. It's yeah, he's, he's pretty, splurged and bought. He's, he's pretty he's pretty wicked. <laughs> he splurged and spent 30 or whatever 20. Yeah, it's like 29 dollars or something like I that. Believe, I believe his so, screen um, name's wrecked. So I, my opening hand is uh, a plain Sun Petal Grove Island, two realms unchartered, one Iona and one bird. So I'm going to go ahead and keep that hand. Uh, my first play is uh, going to be Just a uh, planes, and I'll pass. Uneventful. Yeah, very, very... Opponent goes Black Lotus, Black Lotus, Channel Fireball. <laughs> That's not standard, That's not silly. standard. He plays a uh, Plains and Hot plays a Hide of Free Blade. Looks like I'm playing against the uh, Naya Allies. Oh, you could have called him on it. Could be White Weenie. All right, so here I have, uh, I drew a Sea Beyond. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play out my Sun Petal Grove, tap it, and put in the uh, birds there, and I'll pass turn. That's my end of turn. It's pass. Because that's what I say in real terms. Right. Yeah, that like, works I for me. I say it in my turn. I say pass. So he played Ancient Ziggurat, uh, and he played out the uh, Kazudu Blade Master, and this is going to be a tough match for me. Swinging for two, and I'm going to go to 18. You're going to get blown out by allies. I am going to get blown out by allies. They're fast. And I have no walls in my opening hand. So I'm going to draw a card. I drew an Emrakul. That He's pretty sucks. hot. So I'm going to go ahead and play, uh, play my island out. I'm going to tap the uh, Sun Petal Grove. Um, actually, yeah, I'm going to play the, um, tap the uh, Sun Petal Grove and the Island. I'm going to play Sea Beyond. I'm going to go ahead and draw my two cards, and I did get my trap. I'm going to shuffle that Emrakul back into house, and I am going to pass turn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sea Beyond's not a permanent. Yeah, see beyond it would not be a permanent. I should put that in the graveyard. That'd be so awesome. Be awesome. It would be hot. Enchantment. Every turn, draw two cards, put one back in your library. If it, was a, if it was a oh, he just dropped the uh, battle singer, oh, and I'm getting to take crushed. So I'm gonna take uh, eight, ten. I'm taking ten. You go to eight. I go to eight. Ouch! I might get blown out by this. Yeah, one. I'm getting blown out by this one. Yeah. This is going to be a nice quick sample of how you not play this deck. <laughs> and you only have five, so you can't trap anything. Yeah, so I can't trap. I'm stuck at five land. Um, well, CB on. Shuffle Iona back in. Realms Uncharted. Why don't you play Realms Uncharted? You yeah. played a land this turn? Well, I can play. Yeah, I played a land this turn. Um, CB on. Shuffle Iona back in. Yeah, I should CB on and see, see if I can get. get a wall. Yeah. If you get uh, so I'll play uh, CB on. And draw my two cards. 
and I got squad. I got a uh, glacial fortress, and I got a trap maker snare. Do you think fortress would be a wall? <laughs> and I'm gonna pass turn and watch him kill me on this one. See, beyond's not a permanent. I know it's not a permanent. Birds can block, remember? Yeah, you can throw birds in front. Yeah, throw... but it's only gonna tempo me a turn too. Though. You, can, you can throw birds in front and then uh, instant speed uh, right on charity. It's over. <laughs> ah, Bloodbraid. He plays Bloodbraid Elf, and he's going into another Blade Master, which is going to oh. pump them all up and. Paste them. Good game. Good game. game. G two. Game two. This is this sideboard. Is, that's what I, I put the board into. No, it's okay. We're not going to sideboard. We're just going to go ahead and play it straight. Um, this is what you get for not running any main deck removal. No, I don't run any removal on my deck. I, I tried to against... convince him to put some paths in. Uh, I at least like got a, a I at least got a wall and a trap maker snare. I got okay. two glacial fortresses and two fortresses. Um, so my first turn, I'm gonna put a glacial fortress in tapped, and pass turn. <laughs> End of turn pass. End of turn pass. Response. His first I'll turn. His first turn is the uh, free blade, uh. which pretty typical for that nine ally deck. He must be good if you uh, I just drew an Iona, which is, like, awesome. Because now I have an Emrakul and an Iona in hand. I'm going to play my Wall of Omens and draw a card, and I got a Sea Beyond, so that's pretty good. That looks good, right? And I'll pass turn. So I can at least hold that Free Blade off for a turn. Yeah. Or two. <laughs> Maybe two. Survivalist. Yeah, I'm all right. That's okay. And he's just going to put him in, pump up all them allies, and pass turn. He's not even going to bother swinging into my wall. Aww. Oh, I wish he would have. Um, see beyond before you play land. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, see beyond. I drew a forest on that that one, so I'm going to draw two, and <sighs> I drew two more land. See, that's why. So send the... Uh, Send the Emrakul back into the deck. That was Ian's first le lesson. When you're playing control, never play your land until after you play your Jace. <laughs> right. Like the original Jace. And I'm going to go ahead and pass turn. I'm at uh, three land. Drop the seaside. again, not a permanent. I got it. I, it's a permanent to me. It stays there. I'm going to draw two every turn. Yeah! <laughs> Seems like, oh, oh, your opponent might have missed the land drop. Up no, he got a land fetch. drop. So he's got all of his colors. He's got the red, white, and green. Draws a battle singer. That's pun. Yep, and Whoa. let Wait. him swing out ten at me. Did they get plus two, plus two? No, plus one. Then this guy shouldn't be that big. Oh, wait, yeah, he should. Block the free blade at least. Uh, yeah, I guess I could. Wrong, wrong one. I meant the... the... It doesn't matter. It he's... doesn't die. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, I'll take the eight. And he ends his turn. So I'm down to 12. Needed a wall on that one. Um, so I'm going to play Glacial Fortress and just pass turn. I'm, I'm basically dead in the water here because I need another another wall hmm. or a sweeper. I should have Maybe I should have sideboarded and put in my days. Well, we'll just, you get blown out by allies. They're just so fast. I mean, you're going to have it. He's swinging again. I'm going to take four and go down to eight. Doesn't die. Awesome. Before damage. Before. Oh, okay. So violent oh, outburst. Pug. You're so out of this. Yep, I'm mm -hmm. out of it. He played a violent outburst. He's going to give him all bonus. He's going to knock down my yeah, thing and he cascaded in, and that's going to be good game. Uh, so. Let's try a different person. 
So we're gonna try. We're gonna try a new person. That was dumb. But you gotta go in through here. Nah, that was a little quick. Unless you have, you know, wall up to nine. Yep. Unless you get the board, and then you have like eight more walls. Or Mine. Well, I can put wall wall. Ian runs wall denial main. I run it in my board. Um, we so we also run uh, my wall. Marshall coups and. Uh, I might. I might have one. I'll have to go check. Cause I'm just missing one. I need a wall omen. Like, is my well, planes walk around parade is awesome. I'll have an extra wall omen. That won't work. All right. Like I said, it won't work. You have to go in through my, my workstation. Dumb. Go up, test. Go uh, up. Yours is broken? Yes, my workstation is broken, but I Connect to a point. rigged it. Yeah. You rigged it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, See? Works perfectly fine this way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do another t quick test here and see what happens. And that person isn't there. Yeah, I hate when they do that. When they're like, hey, I got something. And you're like... Uh, okay, I'll join up with you. Serious, no noobs, use phases. Right, right, <laughs> And if you're one of those guys, I'm, I'm, I'm probably right. You so we're gonna play. We're gonna play a guy omens. going by the name of Shark. You said you need a wall of omens. Possibly. I'll trade you an omens for a denial. Well, I need my denials. Depends on how many denials. Omens is a two dollar run. Uh, I rolled a so mighty. I rolled was, a mighty two. Was, he rolled was, even a better I four. Know. Omens is gonna go so far. <laughs> So my opening hand is birds, overgrown battlement, seaside. Well, that's a great hand for me. Yeah. I'll keep that hand. Play the misty. Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah, play the misty first. Well, he go. He gets to go first. He played root on crab. Oh, you're playing John. I'm okay with playing John. I don't even know if it's John. Um, play the misty. We're gonna sacrifice the misty. Go down one to nineteen, and we're gonna dig out a forest. Archive trap. What? Archive trap. Oh no! I was I was debating it in my Jun deck when I was still running it. Run a couple archive traps to throw them and off. And we're gonna throw out birds. And we're gonna say pass turn. Let's see how this works out. But it's gonna go. Uh, what is it? Drawn catacomb. It ain't Jun's. Well, what the? I have no clue what this dude's playing. It Wait, ain't black, it ain't, it blue, ain't red, green. Yeah. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play out my uh, seaside I, citadel here. Color control. I drew Half a. Uh, I drew a glacial uh, fortress on that. I'm gonna put out my seaside citadel. My coming to play tapped. I'm gonna tap my birds in my forest and put out the overgrown battlement, and uh, pass turn. Probably would have thrown wall of denial. I mean wall of omens, but well, I could no, then I can tap him. First. I can oh, yeah, tap yeah. him for mana next yeah. turn. I guess that's a good idea. I didn't see. And that. he just plays a planes and passes turn. This is the kind of match I really enjoy with the, <laughs> <laughs> the control match. Of course we do. Like, mm, so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play out my misty. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put out my uh, wall of uh, omen. Uh, draw my card from that. Maybe. There you go. Uh, and I got a bird, so I'm gonna Wait. go ahead and. Oh, you're fine. Never mind. Play out my bird, and I'll say pass. Yeah. And then you can uh, Realms Uncharted at the end of the turn. I'm going to Realms Uncharted at the end of this yeah. turn. You just have to sack the Misty. For Island. Ah, scoop. Oh, he quit. So, unfortunately, you're not going to get a real test of this game, uh, this deck. Uh, you'll, you'll basically understand how it's supposed to work. Uh, the next, the, the turns I would have taken, I would have uh, sacrificed my Misty. Um, and I would have went into the into the tank to get an you know, island. Um, that way I can kind of get a good base for my uh, land here. Um, and then after uh, shuffling up, I would have uh, tapped my uh, battlement and my island 
for a uh, Realms Uncharted, uh, and I would have gotten out a uh, Sun Petal Grove, a Seaside Citadel, an Island, and a Plains. I missed your reinforce. And oh, he yeah. probably he probably would have uh, made Maybe me pitch that. the two uh, multicolor ones, mm -hmm. and then I would have gotten to keep the other ones, uh, the islands and the plains, and I would take my turn at that point. So I would untap, draw. Draw. I didn't, even, I didn't even shuffle after that. Oops. I would shuffle. And then draw. <laughs> then draw. Oops. Uh, and I got a uh, sun petal grove. Sun petal grove. So I'd play the sun petal grove, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight mana available to me. Um, and I would pass turn. Um, and then they're they're not there. End of their so turn, you harrow. Yeah, end of their turn. I would go ahead and play my harrow, um, sacking my island, and then I would just replace it with an island in a forest. We are playing with uh, three islands in here, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Before I tell them what I'm sacking for. Um, yeah. Creepyard. And like, then... How many basics left in? How many lands left? Like, enough. none. Enough. <laughs> and I have a Nulamog in hand, and I just drew an Emrakul. So basically right now, I have six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um... And I played my land for the turn, so I have to pass turn. But next turn, I could cast uh, Ulamog hard cast. And it's not um, like you're defenseless. You have two walls that you can block with. Yeah, and I have two walls, and I have two birds that, that are kind of standing up in a way. I didn't get any snares or traps. And, and, and really, with the deck, um, that's the danger of the deck, is you're really hinging your whole plan on uh, really hitting those traps and everything. And then uh, Hardcast Ulamog isn't that bad. He has uh, he is indestructible. He gets to blow up something that could be a problem for Vindicate. you. And uh, it it runs pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we come back and CJ will talk about his Rule 14, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Rule 14. It's a, uh, a modern theory. We might have men mentioned it, but he's the uh, innovator of this. <laughs> Classic. I'm not taking Patrick Chapin's title. Well known. <laughs> the innovator. This well known uh, theory. Oh. And we're back. This is uh, the Rule 14 segment. This is at the end of the show. So if you don't want to listen, go away. We'll see you next week. Um, hold on. Let me finish. Boy, well, you're talking loud enough. It would carry. <laughs> I don't <laughs> he, talk he loud. He is trying to touch my podcast and he's already short circuited it five times. <laughs> It has to hit the mic so that it peaks out and resets. How's that mic? Anyways, so we're back with the Rule 14, and CJ's still here. He's going to, him and Ian are going to talk about it. I don't really, I mean, I I'm not. It. I understand it, but I, I believe it's common sense. But this is mostly for newer players or players who just aren't sure about whether to mulligan or not. See, so yeah, I just, mull when I, uh, my thing is, I don't mulligan until it bites me, and then I mulligan like a madman for the, rest, for the rest of the tournament. Like, I'll keep a two-land hand game one in the very first game of the tournament, and then I don't draw another land the rest of the night. 
I have really good two-man <laughs> hands. <laughs> so I'm like, this hand, like, like, this hand's extremely playable, but I only have two lands. It's great. Yeah, and basically the rule of 14 uh, was something that, that I started working on and then uh, brought Ian in to work out all the numbers and everything. And it's basically a point system uh, and how to uh, uh, look at your hand uh, to make sure that it's a keepable hand for for whenever you're playing like in a tournament and stuff like that. And everyone understands how to mulligan, but some people just don't really know when to mulligan. Um, so Ian, I'm going to pass it off to him, and he's basically going to go through and start explaining the uh, point values and how to come about those. All right. Um, basic point values of the rule of 14. Uh, obviously, you're aiming to get 14 points. Um, the way you Fire. do this, you're, you're trying to average out two points per card in your hand. Um, so that way, when, if you mul do mulligan down to six, you're only looking for 12 points. Um, mulligan down to five, 10 points, so on and so forth. Um, when looking at your hand, um, lands, is, there's a diminishing value to them. The first two lands count for three points each. The third land counts for two. The fourth counts for one. And then the fifth on count for no points. Um, Creatures all count for two points if you can play them via the lands in your hand. Basically, when I'm going through, um, when you're going through looking at your hand, picture somebody just picking up your deck, your whole library, after you dished out your hand, and taking it away from you. Um, and you're just left to play with only what's in your hand and nothing else. And that just basically shows the, the basic playability of your hand at that point. Um, so lands, the first two are three points, the third one is two, the fourth one is one, and the fifth on is zero. Um, creatures are all worth two as long as you can play them with only the lands in your hand. Um, I'll show an example of this later, or I'll say an example of this later because it's not a video cast. Um, if a creature has a Nobody ability, wants to see your ugly mug. Yeah, yours either. I mean, they would, and CJ. I I'm mean, ruggedly sexy right now. I'm really talking about. Yeah, I'm about that. Jesus. Um, and then if a creature has an ability when it comes into play that you can use, um, without paying any extra costs, or if you can use it with paying an extra cost, like kicker. That yeah, like kicker that you can accommodate with the lands in your hand, then you add an extra point to that. Um, and so, then, so like in other words, like if you can cast like a gatekeeper and you have uh, you have two mana in your hand, you have two swamps in your hand. Uh, that gatekeeper would be worth uh, uh, two, points. two points. Okay, but if you could, if you had three swamps in your hand, you could play that gatekeeper. Uh, the most option, you know, the the best way possible is to make someone sack it and play the three. You would give that gatekeeper a three point value. Yeah, um, and the same with like Eternal Witness, which I'm going to use in the example that I give in a minute here um, if you have three let's say three forests in your hand eternal witness costs two green mana and a colorless to play um, so that would cost that would just be a two point creature because you have three mana to play it and you could play it um, it also has a come into play ability which costs nothing extra to you um, when eternal witness comes into play you return any card from your graveyard to your hand uh, so you'd add an extra point to that because it's a bonus that you don't actually have to pay for. So it's almost like two spells in one, kind of. Um, 
Uh, and then if you have the same thing goes with sorceries and instants. If you have the mana to play them, they're two points each. Uh, same with enchantments and any other card you have. Uh, if you cannot, if you cannot play it with just the lands that you have in your hand, then it's worth zero to you. Um, because you're getting no worth out of that card at the point that you're playing it. Um, if your deck's based around, you know, playing Birds of Paradise, Land of Our Elves, or other Excel creatures, where you're basing your land base or your mana base off of uh, having creatures, um, you still, even if you could play the creature, the point to tapping it to add one, you cannot just add extra things to that because it has summoning sickness at that point. Um, you also can't add the mana that you're getting from that to the available lands that you have in order to cast other things to make them worth more. Um, because you have different things, you have circumstances that can get rid of those, so you're not insured those lands. First um, turn, uh, make two, make two with uh, whatever it's disfigure. Disfigure. So, so disfigure. Yeah. So an example hand of this, um, I'll I'll bring out my. Uh, it's an extended um, type one, one point five extended deck. Uh, just mono green, uh, basically beat down. Um, just a bunch of big dudes out pretty quick. Uh, my opening hand, seven cards. Uh, you have three forests, a devoted druid, uh, two eternal witnesses, and a deity of scars. Um, devoted druid costs a green and colorless. It's a zero two elf druid. Um, tap to add a green to your mana pool. Put a minus one, minus one counter on devoted druid to untap it. Uh, E-Witness, I already said what it does. And the Deity of Scars costs 5 green and or black. Um, it's a 7-7 seven, seven with Trample. Comes into play with 2 minus 1, minus 1 counters on it. Pay a green slash black. Remove a minus 1, minus 1 counter from it and regenerate. Um, so if you're looking at this hand with the point system, you have 3 lands. So you'd have 3 for the first 2 and 2 for the third one. So you have, what, eight points just for the lands out of your 14. So you're looking to get six more points out of the hand. Um, you go up next to the things that you can play with three three green mana. Um, Deity of Scars is out, so that costs zero points, or it's worth zero points to you. Um, Devoted Druid, it costs two. You can play it. Um, you cannot use its ability when it comes into play. So you would not get a bonus point. So that's just two points. That brings you up to ten. And then Eternal Witness, it costs three. And you have the three lands, so you can play both of those. Um, I mean, separate times, of course, but you'd still be able to play both of those. And uh, did it finally pop off? Yeah. You can play both of those. My dad's got glue, though. And um, it has a come into play ability of returning a card from your graveyard to your hand. So you'd get three points each of those. Okay. Um, so those would be six points total. So right now, you have eight points for the lands, two points for the devoted druid, which is ten, and then another six points with the two eternal witnesses. That's a 16-point hand. Um, Warning, your wife is calling. Right. Um, and that's definitely a keepable hand, because it would be first turn, play a forest, second turn, play a forest, devoted druid, Third turn, play a forest, and this is not even including any of your draws. Um, you'd have a total of five mana available, so it's third turn Deity of Scars. Um, and you could just play out from there. If you were to draw cards, I mean, you'd be drawing things, but 
it doesn't really matter what you draw because those are all circumstantial and random. What you have in your hand is the only solid material, like a concrete thing you have going for you. Um, so, yeah. We're going to bring out probably another deck um, and try that yeah, we're out. We're going to do the summoning trap one that we're talking about on the show so that you can see. It still will apply to the rule. Yeah, no matter what kind of deck, no matter what format, this the rule will still apply. Um, even if they're a bunch of zero drops, you know, they still they still apply to the rule. Um, EDH, same thing. It's not going to vary just the, just because you have a bunch of different um, cards in your hand or a different number of them in your deck. It's not going to affect the way the deck actually, the way the hand would play out. Right. It's just basing it off of the number of lands or whatever. Yeah. And we're also, keep in mind that we're not saying if you have, you know, more... Um, theoretical points in your hand than an opponent, it's not saying that you're going to win. All it's saying is that you have a keepable hand. You do not have to mulligan um, in order to actually play the hand and have your deck run semi-efficiently. Um, and, yeah, the rule is not just, like, to use... You can use it every time, but the rule is, you know, in those circumstances where you're like, I just don't know if I should keep this hand. You know, but also there's those times where you're like, this is a really good hand, even if it's like 13 points. You know, you still have those circumstances. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more point, uh, one more uh, hand just to go through and explain the points. So I'm yeah. gonna use my summoning trap deck. That's what we said. Okay, I didn't. I was on the phone. <laughs> so you're missing out. When work when work calls, you have to answer. I guess. Um, so here, uh, I'm gonna deal out seven cards for my uh, summoning trap deck. Five, six, seven. Um, take a look at it and see what I ended up with. Uh, I got a Traps uh, Maker Snare, a uh, Summoning Trap, Wall of Omen, Seaside Citadel, Sun Petal Grove, an Island, and a Forest. So, here uh, I'm going to add my points in. I'm going to give three points to the Seaside Citadel, three points for the uh, Sun Petal Grove, two points for my Island, and one point for my Forest, which gives me nine points. I am going to give uh, three points for the Wall of Omens because I can cast it with the uh, uh, Sun Petal Grove and Island. It also draws me a card, so I'm going to give three points there, which is 12. And then uh, Trap Maker sn uh, Snare, which is um, two points because it's the uh, instant and I can also play it. And it searches the uh, library for a trap card to uh, reveal it and everything. So that's going to give me my 14 points. And that's a really good hand, actually, for this deck because I have the Summoning Trap in hand and I have a Snare. So I can go ahead and get an extra trap. So that would be a great keepable hand for me, and it and it hits the uh, fourteen points that I need. So yeah, that seems good. Um, so now you guys have all that technical jargon. And so. we're and we'll we'll uh, uh, I'll make Dan uh, post uh, a little write up on yeah. explaining the uh, the rules and everything on the show notes. Uh, and that way you guys can uh, read over it and stuff like that. And try to use it and send feedback and let me know how 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 it's working for you. And if you really like the rule fourteen, um, and if it's working for you, that's awesome. Uh, if you're uh, a high level magic player and you don't need it, uh, <laughs> then ignore it and just keep on doing what works yeah. for you. Yeah. And also, maybe even instead of just posting it in the show notes, because it might be a little long, um, if you want to email us, then we can email you a copy of the um, the full rule. Um, You're good with technical stuff, right? Computer stuff? A little bit. Do you know how to make these things? you know where you click and it makes it expansion? 
Uh, I'd have to look at it. Okay, well, we'll talk about it then. Um, well, well, we'll get this on the show notes. Let's see. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't know, but that the whole rule's three pages long. I know, but I mean, if we could get one of those things where, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I'm... It, the hypertext, the little yeah. blue icon, and it goes... Yeah, if, and if anybody, you know, knows how to do that, that'd be awesome. Just send us a thing, because you guys yeah. are awesome. Uh, let's see. I think that about covers it. I mean, we we played a couple matches with the summoning trap deck, or at least we tried to before the people just quit. <laughs> we went over the rule of 14. Yeah. Um, we talked about the summoning trap deck. We talked about the results from the spawn deck. Mm-hmm. Um, we sent the email, which again is MTG, the prototype, at gmail.com. And he's not spelling it for you guys anymore. Yeah. If you missed that, please just make a write-up. If you miss anything that I that I no longer do, um, including insults or whatnot, if, if people really like insults and I won't get in trouble for them, then, I mean, you know, send send me a message saying, hey, we miss you. If you don't, then just don't say anything. Which or if you want to hear less of Ian, send me an email. I'll, I'll make sure it happens. Yeah, don't let that dog off a leash. <laughs> His ego gets this big when you guys, you know, inflame it. Anyways, um, so leave the comments on the show. We'll get back to you probably the same day, if not day after or whatever. Um, and if you guys have any cards that you want us to build a deck around, we're kind of low on the list. I think we have, like, two more things, but we're going to try something else. Um, Talking about covers, though. Yeah, that's it. So, so wait. This is... CJ, Dan, and Ian signing off. And this is the prototype.